Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join us on the web at boldenterprises.com. Carl, today we're concluding our series on building enterprising teams. And for the last three weeks, we've been talking about core principles of an enterprising team. At the root of that, today we want to talk about how those mean nothing unless you put them in deck. That's right. I mean, it would be horrible if we were just doing a bunch of management speak and throwing out consulting language and all these la-la terms about trust and communication and learning. But this stuff has to take form. When we have a shared purpose, it's real. It's on the ground. It's a business. But that is often what frustrates people. I know I've been in meetings in the past where we had little rah-rah speeches about what we're going to do different. We're on the same team. You know, we're working towards the same goal. And then it was like it lasted for the meeting. It, it really had no implications in our daily activity, our work, our evaluations, our whole ethos as a company. It's just that one meeting, that one excitement, and then it went away. Exactly. And that's frustrating and it, it destroys your credibility. So the way we want to look at it to make that helpful is to just say in whatever we're doing, whether we're having a meeting about something, you know, and at our meetings, what's going on is connecting and building our shared purpose and working hard as a team together. Sure, if it's a decision we're working on or a task, we want to have a bias toward action. That's going to be our phrase, a bias toward action, that things have to take form. They have to get on the ground. They have to happen. We can't talk about where to invest Next, we need to invest. We can't merely keep looking at reports and forms and getting advice on who to hire. We have to hire someone. You know, whether we have enough money for the learning that we talk so much about, we have to do it. We want to bias toward action so that we don't accidentally, inadvertently, in the busyness of everything, just get into this mode of talking a lot and spinning our wheels. So tell me, how do we, in just a couple of uh, maybe some short examples. How do we actually begin to implement these principles? Well, we said we're going to start by leading the way as person with power. So in the situations where we are either an authority or a supervisor, we are going to be the ones to start launching on communication or adopting, I'm going to adopt an attitude, the posture of learning or extending trust. So that's the first thing we do is we, is we model. But then we, what we do is we start looking for where these things play themselves out, how we go about our work consistent with what we just described. So for example, let's take an approval process. Most companies have an annual budget process and certain decisions will be made and approved to spend a certain amount over the next year on such and such a category of business life. A decision's been made. Well, in some companies, it comes time, let's say it's several months later, and it's time to replace maybe a piece of equipment, and another approval process will start to actually go out and buy that piece of equipment. Now, in one sense, that decision's already been made and approved. We can invest about this much this year on new equipment. But we've got in our system this thing that when you actually purchase something, you got to ask again. So we've got to kind of a, a redundant two opportunities to say no to something that's already been said yes to. So the form it's taking is not consistent with the decision, the trust we already extended, the trust in this case, being able to manage the budget that was already approved by those above you. So you actually have to start looking at your process and procedures. Yep. 
And the best way to look around is to look for pain. Look for where something seems kind of onerous or not right or painful or kind of just irritating or shouldn't be that way. I would just start intuitively. Otherwise, you kind of go looking for the needle in the haystack or start witch hunts. And we don't need any of that. And, you know, what's not serving you well? And that's a good clue. These problems pop up because they go against something else that you value. And that tension starts to pop out as problems. So let's say you are structuring your compensation for your employees based on some sort of competitive edge. This may not be working towards building a enterprise. I mean, people are if people are working against each other, you may want to look at that different. Yeah, that's a great example. So we don't ordinarily think about the compensation package when you think of what kind of team you're trying to build. Now, some teams they do want them to be competitive and race and try and get the most, and then they reward them with more money or a bonus, and that has its place. But what we're talking about is if you hold a value like you all are sales representatives for this firm and you have you work in your different regions but this next year we're going to help each other and some of you have networks and connections in your region that would be helpful to somebody to make a useful connection in their region and if you actually expend effort and don't work on your sales in order to help the next person in their region and they get the bonus at the end of the year and you don't your compensation package just as you said is going to discourage that kind of helping each other. But I can imagine, Carl, that when you're, even as employees, when you're a part of a, when we've talked about this when we talk about working cultures, when you're part of a, a type of working culture, it's very hard to look at it objectively, to see those areas where you're not quite matching up with, you know, some of your values, where there's trust missing, where there's no communication, you know, where there's not an ongoing learning it's a little hard to see those and, or pinpoint them at least. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of things you can do there. That's, that's true from inside the fishbowl. You don't know that there's air out there. Well, one is, as I said, to look for the problems and related to problems are complainers and the people who kind of are kind of have that complainers are complainers and they get on our nerves, but actually they're people who see these inconsistencies. Now, if we've all adopted this posture of learning then those complaints cannot be, here you with power, make my problem go away from me. It can be something that you can learn from. And that's your first clue. These can be valuable clues and you can appreciate them and welcome them as that and start saying there's something wrong here. Another avenue, which is a place that we love to get involved, is to bring somebody from outside of your organization like us into the mix who is not intertwined in the system and is bringing fresh eyes and um, has nothing at stake in the relationships and just just a commitment to your well-being and get input from elsewhere. And we do that with people, and that is incredibly helpful because it's not a matter of judging people and telling other people what they should do. It's a matter of bringing eyes so that they can do what they're trying to be about, their shared purpose, even better. I'm sure that we still, even in our talk, have readers that are a little bit skeptical feel how is this any different from being called into some boring all-day meeting to be you know told you know that we're on the same team blah 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 blah. well to the teams what we say is watch the behavior of those above you 
Watch what they do. And as if what they do matches what they say, it's going to start becoming a more safe place to be yourself. And if they start valuing you by acting on your advice, remember the bias toward action, use your ideas. This is all consistent with these principles that they're putting out there. That's what you're watching for. You're watching for the behaviors that match it. If they don't do it, then you're, you are. We are struggling. Somebody's taken our ideas and just done management speak with it, which is criminal. <laughs> but that's where you go. And well, and as always, we want to encourage people to to not be full of just negativity and excuses for not progressing in their workplace, but also to take stock of where they are. And if it's, if it's a workplace where it is truly none of these things are happening, it's damaging, you're unhappy there, get out. That's right. Assume responsibility for your role, no excuses, and if there's not a way forward, then it is a reasonable decision. It is not a failure. It is not an abandonment. It is not a quitting to go somewhere else. It could be the greatest wisdom. What we're giving, what we're trying to do is say, there's a lot of tools out there. There's a lot of approaches. And enterprising teams, enormously out of proportion value on people and the people you've drawn into your mission is absolutely vital. And if you believe in them and give them an opportunity to show up and bring to the table who they are, um, they will with enthusiasm and energy. You'll have to send them home because they matter and what you're all doing together matters. And it's consistent across what you say and what you do. It's not a game you're playing to get something out of them. And that's a smart business practice. And it's a smart business practice. And you'll get this exponential benefit. Well, thank you so much, Carl. I definitely enjoy talking about positive things in the workplace, or at least getting to some positive places in the workplace. We're going to get there. Yeah. I hear a lot of disgruntled employees and employers, and we want to change that. We spend a lot of time working, and it should be a good place. That's right. Thank you so much for listening to us. This concludes our series on building enterprising teams. Check us out on the web anytime at boldenterprises.com. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.